0: Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have back with us Mr. Jake Bible, and Jake wanted to bring his friend back on the show, Mr. Bryant Carpenter. and Uh, If you've not listened to his first episode, stop now, go back, listen to that one, and then come back to this one. Things will make a lot more sense. And Jake wanted to have Brian back on the show to just kind of see how things are going and what's been going on and what's up in his world. And he's been doing a lot of new things with the gym, trying to stay busy, because a lot of his normal life got shut down with the Rona, I think, like a lot of us. And we just wanted to kind of just catch up and shoot the shit and have a good time. There's no real huge topic that we wanted to cover. It's just kind of more of a just hanging out and doing some cool stuff. Well, like what we think is cool. It's just having fun and interesting conversations that we enjoy. And hopefully you guys are enjoying as well. But I'm going to stop rambling. And without any further ado, please sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have back with us Mr. Jake Bible. What up? And for the second time, Mr. Brian Carpenter. How are you doing, sir? Pretty good. How are you? Doing good. It's good to have you back on the show. Uh, Jake had got a hold of me and said you wanted to come back on. And last time you were on, we got a lot into your story and kind of how you got to where you're at now and the craziness that is. So for those of you who have not listened to that, stop right now, go back. Find that one and listen to that one. Uh, I don't know exactly the number. Episode 39. 39. Jake's <laughs> more prepared than I am for my podcast. It's all good. <laughs> so how you boys been doing? What's been going on? Good, good. Just
1: work working a lot, actually. I worked second shift Friday night, got got off, came back, and then took a nap, and came back in at 7 on Saturday. Yeah, work I mean, is good. That is always a good
0: thing. Yeah. Saving up some cash. Yeah. Brian, so. what what you been doing? Um, Pretty much...
2: <laughs> letting COVID destroyed my book that I had before prior, prior. I it pretty much stomped everything I don't go and speak no more because they don't allow gatherings and all that stuff so all my speaking engagements have dissipated and then all my interviews and all my magazines and radios and all that stuff so all, all that kind of just took a shit because of the Rona yeah and then now the book seems to be too out of date because it was technically up to date till twenty sixteen. So now we're in twenty one. So therefore my book is kinda out of date. So I uh, I let that go and I got into writing another one, which if you guys go back to that episode mm-hmm. thirty nine, you can see I was starting on another one. But then I landed in June of twenty twenty. I always lose my mind with the quarantine and COVID and everything, and I think that's pretty normal out.
0: from the people that I've talked to. <laughs> yeah,
2: so I uh, reach out to a friend that I met in 2009 and 10 when I was doing mixed martial arts in Medina, there, and he has got his, he has his own gym. So I was like, "Hey, man," I was like, "I really need something to drive me. I need something to live for. I need something to do to set my mind to." So he brought me in. He's like, "Yeah, man," he's put pretty much a trainer shirt on me. He's like, "Let's get to it," and now. I, my life is dedicated to that mixed martial arts gym, so now I have more chapters to add to the new book to update it till technically 2022 now. Very cool. And then I'm going to give another whack at it because my agent bailed on me on 9-11. I emailed him to check up, see how things were going, and he pretty much said, might as well go find another agent, man. I'm not doing, doing my part. So I dropped him, and now I'm back to square one. So about 2022, I'm guessing, I'm probably going to take another whack at get another agent and then trying
0: to putting out the new book yeah put out the new book now for those agent. who haven't listened to the uh the other episode what's the name of the book that you have out now and then where can they get that
2: never ending battle after iraq a marine Road recovery and i'm the author brian carpenter bryan and you can get on amazon amazon for the the pdf or the ebook is the only thing or you could reef search it and try to
0: find someone trying to resell it okay so you can either get like a, a first edition used copy or else, you have yeah. to go on and get like the actual ebook, e-book on amazon
2: yeah. yeah and lately a lot of people i, I I'm, I'm, i've kind of got my fame and fortune out of that first book so i'm not really worried about making money off it anymore so usually when someone wants to read it i got the pdf saved to my computer i just emailed it to them okay like now it's the point where i don't care about making my money back i don't care about any of the attention for is like now I just want to get my message across and get my story out there so I don't I'm not re- really worried about it so if anybody hits me up and says they want my book I'm like, all right give me your email e- email it and that's it so then now I got to save for the new book to come out if I chase it again I'm still trying to decide because becoming a big now nah, I wouldn't say a celebrity but becoming a big deal in social media and media and all that stuff Puts a damper on your personal life
0: Oh very much so Because everything you do now is scrutinized Because mm-hmm. if you go out in public Chances are there's a couple people there Especially in a small community like, like we live in mm-hmm. And like we're it's in. like mm-hmm. people are going to know you going out So you got to be really careful what you do What you say, what you wear It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy to think of But it really is the case
2: yeah, and then people like to start stuff, kind of like politics. You can take one thing and turn it into a million other things and all that stuff. And, yeah,
0: taking something somebody said out of context yeah. is, yeah, or they is can, way
2: too common these days. And they Where are we look living, yeah. at something that I'm doing, and then they could turn it, reangle it into something else, start a rumor. But not only that, it's also like my family life, my personal life, and dating life. It destroys all of it. Like, they literally, it that, when you see celebrities complaining about it, making songs about it, and like Justin Bieber just released a song not long ago about he's so lonely and stuff. I understand where they're coming from because oh, yeah. I literally am. I was like, was it Lady Gaga I said on the the most popular lonely person that she's ever felt like she's in the world, and that's how I feel.
0: Well, I think that's very common, especially in like famous people, whether it be actors, musicians, mm-hmm. what have you. You hear of it all the time. That well, the people think, oh, they've got everything. They've they've got fame. They've got fortune. It's like. Yeah, but they don't have a personal life. Right. They can't literally go to a coffee shop because 60 people are going to take their picture. The paparazzi's is mm-hmm. following around. Like, they pretty much just stay at home because it's so much easier than having to go out and deal with all that. So, I totally get well, that, being lonely. There's also that I don't even get invites. I have
2: big groups of friends that I call fair weather friends. When I have all the attention and I have everybody like coming up to me and talking to me and they want to be around me because they want to be seen with me type of thing. But like lately with all of 2020 and so far 21, like I have that big group of friends throwing plans out to all my friends, everybody, that big group. I'm always never, I'm, they, they never include me in. They always say, because we just think you're busy which they are, everybody knows I have not been doing anything with my book or anything yeah, like that. Yeah,
0: like there's, there's no speaking, there's no, no radio shows, there's no nothing going on because we can't do anything right now because yeah. mm-hmm. our government has told us what we are and are not allowed to do, which yeah. I'm still waiting for people to just stand up and you know, I don't know, grow some balls and say, oh, I, "Screw I, you! I'm done with this." I could go and on I, forever. With I that. think, I think it's coming. Yeah, it's, I, I it's think, very slowly starting. I to I think happen come in this summer. Places, yeah. I think that people are just going to stop wearing masks. They're going to start doing other things. They're just going to do whatever they want. And it's going to be the end of it. If well, you- they
2: did this in 1920s as well. Yeah, because that one was, of course, a little bit bigger because of World War One and all that. But they did this. If you look at the history or the documentary on it. They got annoyed as well after the second year and like, we're done. And then it just eventually went away.
0: Now, what are you talking about in the 20s?
2: The 1920s, uh, right before. Yeah. Okay. So it was called the Roaring 20s. 1920s is which was it Spanish flu?
1: That was eighteen 1918. Then it, the 20s was prohibition, and then well, World War One? You had all that. It ended in 20. Time. Yeah, it yeah. ended in 20, and
2: gotcha. then the Roaring 20s happened. Okay, because so from it, the Spanish flu. Yeah, it just dis- destroyed the economy, and then 1920. The, when it went away, 20s were roaring and booming, and America was like the best time in the in history. And then that's when the depression happened. After that, and World War Two, and all that stuff, and Feel like history is repeating itself exactly 100 years later. Well, I weird. mean, I
0: think, I mean, I've said this before. I think the one thing we learn from history is the fact that we don't learn from history. No, like there's there's no. nothing new under the sun. It's it's all the same thing, just re- regurgitated over and over well, and have over. Have you again.
1: ever known humans to not learn from previous the mistakes <laughs> or whatever that's, else? Like we're pretty good at doing that. We're really that. good at yeah, that. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a record of <laughs> we, we, doing that. We all that. think
0: that we've we've evolved and we're so much better <laughs> than these older uh, yeah. populations and generations and stuff. Like that's not really the case if you really look into history. Well, that's right. why you're saying because you said it's about to
2: happen. Like we're slowly getting irritated. About to say enough's enough. We're yeah, people are sh- saying enough. Exactly, but that's what they did in 1920. At the end of the Spanish flu, they said we're done. Yeah, they stopped wearing it, and then eventually it still did go away. But it's—I
0: it, mean, it's—it's it's a virus. It's yeah. going to be here. We're all going to get sick. Uh, but people are only going to put up with so much. Shit yeah, where they're yeah. like, and I'm for-
1: not. There's something wrong with my life. Like my wife right now has been off work since March last year. So it's—it's it's like the coronavirus. Like that hashtag that's going around now. That this is real. That it's been about a year now, all this stuff's been happening. Like she's literally this month will be a year. Yeah. when they started. Yeah, like her her job industry and all that is completely shut down, and even her trying to apply for new jobs to find things and all that. Like certain people are just aren't hiring <coughs> right now, and it's killing her because she's literally sitting at home searching for stuff or doing some housework and things like that. Like boom, we took the wallpaper and all that stuff off and whatnot, but like there's only so many things you can do when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Really hanging out with the animals. You don't have the no money coming in because you're yeah. not working, right? And even from all the different jobs that she worked, bouncing around because she worked for so many different companies last year, because it was she's like a free independent contractor basically. Like it's not very much unemployment. Yeah. So like just the little amount she's getting, it's not even really like you're happy to. to and then you got to look at the taxes side of it, which is even more of a pain in the ass because. Both of us got fraudulent 1099s, which we're dealing with right now, before we even get our taxes done. And then hers, it shows the amount that they paid her, like per month or whatever. But with so much of that money taken out, she only got $100 less than that or whatever. But yet she owes back to the government that entire total amount that it showed they paid. So we're fighting with that too, and it's like... It's driving people crazy Why would she owe that amount back? Because they're fucking stupid. And when they send a letter saying, you owe this much, and she does the math on it and says, no, I only got this technically or whatever. And, like, it's just, it's very dumb. The fact that it's saying we got, I don't know if I told you guys before, like, 14 grand from Ohio Job and Family Services. And it's like, where the hell was that money? Like, (laughs) I wish we would have seen that from the government giving us that big of a check and we haven't seen that and it's fraudulent though like the governor had his fraudulently victimized or whatever were identity theft on job and family services and stuff so it's like tax time so people are dealing with this too now after being cooped up for a year some people you know they can't do things people are
2: starting to lose their shit yeah mm-hmm. just a little bit so i mean it's and that's how i led into mma well <clears throat> i have the same thing where like i said i'm lonely from all the attention and all the stuff i get so i sit at my house every day by myself Go to the gym, come home, sit sit around, lose my mind because I can't text nobody, nobody wants to talk to me, nobody answers my texts, nobody invites me, so like, I lose my mind a lot, and that's why I wanted to dedicate my life to something. I literally but just said, almost said, I'm dropping everything, and I'm just going to go find a job, even though I'm going to lose shit ton of medical, dental, and monthly payments for the rest of my life for free. I would rather dedicate my life to something. I was about to go pick up a freaking job at McDonald's for Christ's sakes, just to have something to do. Well, so that's why I got involved. I wouldn't
1: call it free in your in your aspect. You you oh. you earned that quite well, I would say, <laughs> after all the shit you've been through. Yeah, so I, I
0: mean I was about to give it all up. Well, I mean, yeah, being medically miserably. retired from the military well yeah, kinda it's not it not exactly free. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. you've, you've spent yeah, you, your you've, pound of flesh have paid for yeah, You've paid for it. So <laughs> and, and, uh, and technically, I am bringing
2: the government a lot of money on top of it because I train people for free. Right. So there before, I'm generating gym memberships and the uh, MMA
0: gym, I'm helping him run that. And I'm well, that that's just there. being a good member of your society. Yeah. I mean, that, that's and the, the kind of stuff a, we should be doing. It's, yeah, again, yeah. it's because you could be like a lot of people, unfortunately, you could be sitting at home fucking watching netflix or doing whatever instead like mm-hmm. no let's go to the gym let's go do some things it's
2: not trade like, people for you know, free let's, yeah.
0: let's not just you know be a member there but let's let's get involved let's let's teach let's yeah let's, let's,
2: so i'm let's, generating money by bringing members memberships yeah. and then the mma gym i'm helping the fighters i'm working out with them i'm keeping them wanting to stay so i'm keeping money rolling in there so that's tax money all that so technically i'm working but not working type of thing
0: i mean you're there and you're helping but it, if if you're not like a member of the payroll, then obviously you're not getting paid. You know, yeah, that, yeah, that is what it is. But still, you're you're there. You're a valued member of the society. It's it's a good thing. Oh yeah. If you want to give a shout out to your gym, please go ahead.
2: Oh yeah, Savage MMA, Gotham Gym, Savage MMA. You can go to Gotham Gym, Ohio, just to see. I'm. They have me on the windows of the gym. They have me on the website of the opening, the beginning of the
0: the opening of the website, the main homepage. And where's that located at? <clears throat>
2: Akron, downtown Akron. Akron, Akron. Okay,
0: so if people are looking to get into some MMA, Mm -hmm. that's a good place to go. Oh, yeah, boxing,
2: we're big on boxing. That's our biggest classes, our boxing classes. We have have quite a few wrestlers coming for ground days, and then Saturdays are pretty big. That's our sparring days, so we learn all week, work out all week, and then we apply everything on Saturdays. It's like we don't spar and go hard all day through the week. We learn, 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 and then we apply it on Saturdays for sparring days, and then <clears throat> here soon we're going to be going up to another gym to do cross training and to grapple with people that we're not used to because grappling with the same person over and over and over, you're going to come to like a standpoint to where you
0: can't get any better because... Yes and no, right? Because you, you're going to... If you grapple with somebody over and over again, you're you're going to kind of realize their tendencies mm-hmm. and you're going to know where they're heading and but you not going to get that much better. but like you can still get better by learning how to get past those defenses or offenses or whatever they are and then you kind of grow together mm-hmm. which which is good because that's, that's what elevates the game is once you get better then they can't do certain things or vice yeah. versa you know but going into a, a new different environment especially <laughs> with different and rolling people. with people you've mm-hmm. never rolled with is, is a it huge opens, benefit opens the brain of yeah because they're not used to what you're doing arts. so it's, it's It's like going fresh. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people talk about like doing competitions and doing that to see kind of see where you're at. Because like I get frustrated in jujitsu all the time because it's like I feel like I'm not getting any better because like I'm rolling with the same people like and I still can't pass their guards. I still can't do these certain things. I I can't even get close to submissions. And Mm -hmm. it's like I've been there for over a year. And it's like what the hell? It's like but then somebody brand new walks in the door. And you, and you beat the shit around. out of me. Like, yeah. Oh, I am getting better. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. that was me when I started. So, <laughs> so there you yeah, go. yeah. What are you? You white? white belt? Oh, oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're going against purple belts and blue belts. Yeah, and my stuff. my and normal two training partners is a four stripe purple belt and then a three stripe brown belt. Yeah, because they're like the big guys in the gym. And you wonder why you can't beat them. Okay. Well, I see, I know <laughs> that, I know that I can't beat them, but yeah. it's like even I'm just looking at simple things like pass guard, retain guard. Like, mm. simple things. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm like, I'm not going to catch them in submissions. Get out of here. It's never going to happen. But it's still, it's like I'm just trying to get the side control. I know they're going to get it back. I know they're going to get back to some kind of guard, but that's fine. At least mm. I got there. It's yeah. still progress, you know. Yeah, Whereas, still learning. Yeah, still been over a year, and yet yeah, haven't got past either one of their cards yet. Damn it. <laughs> but that they're also two of the best, you know, people in the gym. Oh, yeah. Brown Bell, that's... That's pretty intense. Yeah,
2: because uh, one of our guys from Nutters back when I was doing ten years ago, Jeff Bukovich. I'm not sure if you know him. I do
0: not know the name. He
2: just started his own uh, jujitsu gym, but he got the Arnold Classic gold medal, and then he beat the same guy for the Gracie National gold medal. And well, no, he beat the Gracie National first, and then he got he beat the the guy that he beat for the gold medal, turned around and went to the Arnold Classic. Did the jiu-jitsu tournament then and beat the same guy for the gold medal again. Now, if I yeah.
0: understand correctly with jiu-jitsu at the Arnold, you have to be invited to go. You can't just sign up. Oh, I have no so idea. I think. I, I could be wrong on that one, but I think you literally have to be invited okay. to that competition. Well, we, so if just making it there is like, damn. Yeah. Well, he he did the jiu-jitsu in 2010,
2: I think it was. I'm not sure if that, he got the gold medal then too. But then we had our chick that she did the Muay Thai tournament of course you got the gold medal because there's
0: muay thai at the arnold
2: yeah oh yeah i they know do I knew they had boxing they did all they the muay thai. martial arts look at yeah. the excitement on it dude muay- yeah. do you know what muay thai is <laughs> yeah i
0: mean it's such a beautiful art like as i mean when i first once i stopped uh doing weightlifting because of my hip i kind of had to retire mm-hmm. medically medically my <laughs> hips <laughs> fucked up i can't, I can't lift anymore yeah. right and did you know matt used to do that before i don't know if i've ever talked to you jiu-jitsu? about jiu-jitsu olympic, no, olympic weightlifting oh, oh I really so. i was okay. trying to go to worlds as a master as, so as an old matt's program. been to the arnold before right? yeah That's well what i mean yeah. it's different in weightlifting because it's just right. whoever shows up gotcha. gets to gets to lift but gotcha. my, my last year my actually last competition <clears throat> was at the arnold 2019 i was trying to qualify for masters worlds which that year was in montreal so I was like, that's fucking drivable. I mean, because the year before, I think it was like in Germany and like the, this year's was supposed to be in Japan mm-hmm. or last year's technically. But, you know, so it's like, oh, okay, this I can actually make it to this one. That was the whole goal. But nonetheless, <laughs> so once I stopped competing, I was like, okay, I need to learn how to fight because I believe mm-hmm. every grown man should know how to fight. Yeah, the you muscles know, and strength ain't gonna do shit for you when it comes <laughs> right? to uh, fighting. I mean, it helps, but, but you yeah, gotta, w- you're gonna know how to apply it. Well, mm-hmm. but that's the
2: thing with jujitsu. like our trainer, our main trainer, the owner, he walks around about 155, but he fights 145. He, we had a guy that's 280 pounds. We call him Thor. He literally looks like Thor, and that guy is a beast. Like he benches 500 pounds and throws weight. He's like just a solid kid. And Josh, the owner, with all that strength, he uses momentum to move into more yeah. stuff. So if he's like trying to force something, Josh just turns with that momentum and he goes into a submission. So, it's like the the stronger you are, the more you try to muscle
0: stuff, the more you get caught into stuff. Yes. And it's more like- When you're you beginning. Sit, but yeah. Sit loose
2: and just go into it yeah, as but they once, come at Once you. you
0: have that requisite of skills, the size and strength te- helps a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once you
2: <laughs> add the technique and then yeah.
0: add size. Yeah. Yeah. Because I used to get caught in all kinds of crazy stuff when I first started trying to muscle, muscle a lot of things. And whatever. and yeah. I tried not to as much as I could, but eventually, you just I got to try something so he mm-hmm. doesn't do something stupid. But now- Like a lot of people have a hard time catching me in things because I know what they're doing. I know how to defend it and I have my strength to get out of some of that stuff which Mm -hmm. is great but like I said once I got done lifting I decided okay I want to learn how to fight and to me jujitsu is such a beautiful art for that fact that that you can have a 150 pound dude beat up somebody who's my size Mm -hmm. you know because it's like Again, if if you know how to manipulate like someone else's weight and strength against them, it's it's, yeah. it's amazing to watch. But to me, Muay Thai is the most effective form of striking. Mm-hmm. And it's so it beautiful. Their and it's kicks like they're punches. It's just so fast. watching those guys, they're so tough. And I can remember mm-hmm. uh, Joe Rogan talking about this years ago, about this famous fight between some big karate guy from the U.S. and just a, a low-level Muay Thai kickboxer who didn't really – It's not like he was like some world champion, like Sanchai or something crazy. You know, it's just, he's just some dude. And this guy's doing all kinds of spinning, flipping, kicks, all this kind of crazy stuff. The karate guy and the the Thai guy just took his legs out, just leg kicked the shit out of him until the guy couldn't walk. Mm -hmm. And he literally couldn't finish the fight because he couldn't stand. And it's like, it was just so brutal and effective. It's kind of like the Poirier and McGregor fight. He kicked.
2: Yeah, was it, yeah, Poirier and McGregor, he just kicked yeah, those his leg. calf kicks, yeah, yeah, yeah McGregor the, the does, does not cast. defend leg kicks well. Yeah, he couldn't. <laughs> he just took a leg out because he kicked him so much. And <laughs> that's that's the yeah. main. You part hear of the you game. hear a
0: lot of those MMA guys talk about that. Is like leg kicks are just so underutilized. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to box, and it's like they always
2: go for the the headhunters. They yeah. always go for the knockout. They don't care about like body shots. You can knock somebody out with a good body shot. Well, look at
0: Boss Rudin. He's a prime example of that with his liver shot. Yeah, you get the liver He's shot. You got the people. floating rib. You got the solar plexus.
2: You got these sensitive spots. If you get a good connection, you're dropping them. And then once you drop them, you really don't have to do much more to finish the match because that's you get hit in solar plexus good enough, good kick or good uppercut in the solar plexus or that floating rib. It hurts so bad. It like pauses your body from moving because you got to fight back real quick. And by the time you can return after getting a good liver shot or the solar plexus, or the floating rib, it's too late because yeah. that's, that's some yeah, dangerous. stuff. Good luck stuff. catching your breath. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel
1: like some of the people that played football in high school or growing up or whatnot that have hit hard hits like that before they get into stuff like MMA or whatever else all know too well. A hard shot in certain places. Like,
0: what was that? It just completely drops you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. What do you just that's, roll that's around why, and grab it? That's why I love watching Muay Thai <laughs> because, like, again, like the kicks of the body, the kicks of the legs, you know, it's just, it's so effective and so brutal and it's, and it's, it's so simplistic. Like, mm-hmm. but you can't stop it. No. Nope. Like, it's, it's just coming. You know, was it was like, was it? The old, uh, was the Chicago Bears, was it? They used to do like this famous just sweep. And they would pretty much tell the uh, opponents, like, we're going to run here. Stop us. Yeah. And it's like And Because if we execute, like, we're going to get, you know, four to four to six yards every time. We're just mm-hmm. going to march down the field. And, like, if things are done properly, even if they're super simple, because I think everybody well, nowadays, executed. especially, yeah. everybody gets, what's the newest, fanciest thing? What's all this and that? And it's like, how about we do the basics and lots of things in our lives? Like, well, no matter mm-hmm. what it is, mm-hmm. the basics are what get the job done. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how the
2: basics and the small things or whatever like that. Gets, and that, it, that's it, why I tell it's, it's, that with the MMA stuff, yeah. the, it's the <clears> basic <throat> stuff in UFC or MMA or whatever, fighting in the cage. It's the basic stuff to get you the wins. That high technical stuff, yeah, it's fancy and cool, but it's easily avoidable or it's easily you can lose a match by trying to put something on it. Then you get caught something else by using a basic standard move. So basic boxing, basic kickboxing, Muay Thai. Jiu jitsu, wrestling, ju- judo, sambo, like all this stuff. There's basic things to every martial arts. And if you can perfect the basic stuff, you can be a good fighter. You don't need to be an advanced, badass fighter to make it somewhere good. If you got the basics down, that'll get you far enough to to succeed, be a champion if you want to. Well, I mean, too.
0: most I think most professionals of anything are just masters of the basics. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And that's, that's, that's all I am. I'm the beginning trainer
2: because. I thought I was a advanced mixed martial artist when I went in there. And I seen the stuff he brought to the table and the stuff he knows, and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't <laughs> uh, yeah I tried it. This th- this reminds me of when we had Ben
1: on, and he talked about how like you only know what you know, or you don't know what you don't know, or whatever. And he's like, I thought I was a car guy, and then I met all these car guys, and he's like, I realized I knew shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. So now
2: I'm the beginning trainer. So I train everybody, and then I get them ready on the basics. Yeah. And then once they are pretty good, I'm like, all right, you need to go talk to Josh now. Josh is the advanced trainer, and he will go over the crazy. Like, I'll, I'll throw a simple basic move, like a Kimura from the guard. I have somebody in my guard. I usually would just pin the arm, reach over, cross, whatever way. And then he would go up, and then he'd be like, "Oh, this is what you want to do. You want to pin the head down where you have him in guard and you're controlling the arm, so all you do is slip across over top to grab the arm to throw it back. Yeah, and little nuances. Yeah, yeah, the little advanced stuff that I just didn't really pay attention but, to. But it
0: doesn't matter because like what you're doing with a lot of the beginners is just mm-hmm. teaching them this is what it is. Yeah. This is how you get there. And this is how you're going to advance yeah. with him. Yeah. And once somebody knows what you're doing, then they're not going to let you get there. That's why you need the nuances. Mm-hmm. So do you ever have people complain
1: a lot being the basics trainer that – they,
2: everybody actually prefers me okay so again <laughs>
1: yeah. you you like your post this is what started most of this where it's like the greatest challenge has been to change mindsets of people they play tricks on us we see things our minds have instructed our eyes to see or whatever like that so you've been hold through. On, hold on, slow hell down. And so, back. so that was a, Your, was a. There was a comment made yeah, on social just media. Just a Facebook post from Brian about yeah. changing a mindset. Exactly.
2: I'm all about motivational yeah, stuff. With no, yeah, the motivation,
1: well, of
0: course, with the speaking
2: and yeah. the, the book tour and all but
1: that But it ties kind of into stuff. the basics. It ties into that. So when you're the beginner trainer or whatnot, and people give you or they complain or the excuse for this or whatever, it's like, look, like who would you rather have than a guy that's been through shit and came out of it, mm-hmm. giving you. Shut up! No excuses. Whatever. Like you got this. Show you the basics. Like we're gonna get you started. I mean, what better motivation is that? Than a,
0: that's what, that's the one thing that I really appreciate. Changing a mindset, you know, about mm-hmm. motivation, especially because I think there's a lot of shysters out there that want to just talk about motivation and this and that, and it's like, but they well, don't back it up. But yeah. what have you done? Yeah. Like, yeah. where are you coming from? I hate to, I hate to say this, but it's like Tony Robbins. I know he's really good at what he does. But I look at his his background. It's like, what have you done besides just speak about this stuff? Right. Like, what, what, what have you done to, like, earn, like, that that kind of uh, title, we'll say, of, like, a motivational speaker or whatever? And I, like, I like your thought on that because I never really thought
2: of that either. Yeah, there's some badass motivational speakers that have some great points and saw, like, this, this black guy motivational speaker. I can't remember his name. He's, like, talking about how he met up with this guy to how to be rich, <laughs> and then he took him in the water dunked him underwater and he was freaking out because he couldn't breathe Then brought him back up and then the, the way he just explained the story and then he dropped him back in the water and then he's like he's like, I wanted to breathe so bad and then that was the point he's like that's how bad you want to have success is how bad you want to breathe yeah that's that's drowning. an
0: old moral homily I think it comes from like the Japanese culture yeah you know, like uh Shaolin monks and all that kind of shit. Right? Yeah. See, it's, it's like, yeah, It's like like the the road to becoming a a master or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So, that story's been around forever, which what, what, which, what, which, which is great. But right. it's, yeah. it's such a good point because it really does bring up the fact of like when you want something is bad enough. Like the, <clears throat> like like you want air when you're drowning and you can't breathe. Like that's what that's what the kind of drive you need. Like right. Like for most people. I don't think they have that drive, Brian, like that you talk about. Whereas, like you're sitting at home, where most people, like right now, a lot of people are sitting at home. They're unemployed because they, they can't go to work and all these kind of things. And it's like, what do they? What do they do? But they don't have any drive. Whereas you were thinking, like, shit, I'll I'll screw up all my government benefits from from right from the military For just the drive. just to go do something, yeah. just to have some passion, just <laughs> like no matter mm-hmm. what it is. Like, I think a lot of people are missing that drive, but. All the successful people, especially like athletes and actors and those kind of people, like they're all kind of insane. Yeah. You know, because like they've got so much of that stuff there that it's just like, oh, my goodness, like most most regular people don't have it. And you just recently
1: talked about this, excuse me, with Gerard about the struggle, even with kids, but just as adults. Brian and I have this passion because both of us have been through some shit and struggle. His was way worse than mine. both been near death. Yeah. And you realize that life is a fucking Uh, blessing. But when you're told, exactly. so And this just came up last night with my wife also. So tying this all together. But when you are literally told you're not going to walk right again or you might have this or this or this. And like what he said the last time we talked to him or now. Like when you can't walk to the mailbox without limping or gimping or you're out of breath or you're tired or whatever because you physically have been fucked up. You want that, and that drive is there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I tie all this into – I have this different mindset, like what you might – wear. like, life could be way worse. Oh, yeah. and we could this, always be worse. And <laughs> that's the struggle that we've been through in, in our years or 20s or whatever, you know, like what we've been through or whatnot. And, like, what you and Gerard were talking about where you struggle, then you learn to deal with things or whatever. <clears throat> My wife, not working for a year, like, she has this – Like, oh, my God, nobody wants to hire me. And, like, it's kind of depressing when you apply, you apply, you apply. And you've got a nice resume or whatever, your degree Uh and all that stuff. And, like, no one's hiring you. Maybe just because of the circumstances of companies not hiring right now. It's not on her. It's just the way the fucking world is right now. It's fairly depressing. So it's, like, I'm always trying to get that motivation side of, look – you're Keep alive you're breathing uh-huh. yeah like this could be way worse we have a house whatever like yeah, all this like, stuff we like,
0: still living in the best time to ever we be literally alive in almost world.
1: died yes and like you always say how great it is right now like him and i almost died so when we tell people something like this like laying on your back on a hospital bed or whatever else it's not fun thinking about shit or your own mental problems and things you got to deal with from tbis or whatever else like it could be way
2: worse guys <laughs> well then here's the thing though and also, with. That's why I love what you're doing. Yeah, my, my ex my girlfriend, we just broke up not okay, long ago. Yep. But she got her bachelor's in business. And she graduated, and COVID would not do her graduation, so she missed her college graduation. Which okay, would well, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But now, it's like, one of those things you look forward to. Yeah, you know? but yeah. same thing with your ex or your ex, sorry, your, your wife. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like what'd you do, Jake? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I hope not. <laughs> but same with her. She could she can't find a job, and she's working this not low paying job at a cardiac doctor, but she's. Right. She, she, she's still struggling with paying bills and stuff with the jobs she's working. working yeah. but it, and it just puts her in that bad mindset as well that no one's going to hire me that was a waste of money for a bachelor's degree and waste of time right. but that's because the economy in the country is so rough right now but here's another thing while you were talking I was looking it up this is literally what I'm all about this, this motivational quote and it's what I pretty much tell people life treats you the way you look at it that's yep. one of my main things if you look at it bad it's going to treat you bad Keep positive, keep happy, keep driving, and eventually your brain will find a way through. Mm-hmm. And that's this what this quote is. It says, believe it can be done. When you believe something can be done, really believe, your mind will find ways to do it. Believing a solution paves the way to solution. Absolutely. Yep, 100%. That, it, that literally gives goosebumps when I read that <laughs> yeah. because that's how I have my whole recovery went from never supposed to recover mentally because I had brain damage and mm-hmm. brain injury on top of it. And they're like, I'm never going to be mentally the same again, along with the PTSD and then all my physical injuries. Yeah, and they're it's, supposed to walk that's the again struggle. independently. Yeah. but I wanted it that bad. Yep, my subconscious mind would not let me give up. Like it, when I first started walking, like I did in the last, said in the last show, I'd walk across a room, and I couldn't handle it no more. I had to stop. And then at the rest and I'd go from just the wall basics. Up, and yeah, and then I kept, I kept it going. kept it going. Most people and have
0: no idea what kind of struggle that really is to yeah. relearn how to walk.
2: I had but, to learn to live, learn to walk, learn to talk all over again. When your back yeah. is
0: that screwed up, or your pelvis in
2: my
1: situation, or mm-hmm. whatever else that throws your entire freaking body out back or whatnot. Pelvis. And then yeah, <laughs> yeah, and back in pelvis. Right. Yeah. Like we've both been through this similar where we know like <clears throat> that's that struggle again. Keep coming back to that, where it's like it changes that way or the way you
2: see life so Uh different and there's that mindset that you got yeah you want it and you got that voice telling you okay well you shattered your pelvis i have all this nerve damage you're not gonna do i have half the leg muscles in my legs remember you talking about leg day yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) one leg one leg (laughs) literally a leg day because all my muscles equal one fully operating leg yeah but they said well you're not gonna build squat you're not gonna be Jump, you're not going to be this. Now that I got with this MMA gym, I'm still 240 pounds, but I literally slimmed down like three sizes, but I'm still putting out weights. I'm working out four hours a day now. I can run. I can sprint. I can jump. I'm the best shape I have ever been in my life since the roadside bomb in 06 and... Not, of course, never going to be as good in shape as I was when I was a Marine, but. But that's, that's a I given, though, it.
0: because as we age, our body starts to deteriorate. No mm-hmm. matter how well you take care of it, mm-hmm. you're never going to be as good as you were. Yeah. Unless you were a fat, lazy slob and you finally decide later in life to get into shape. Then maybe, but yeah. for most people, it's never going to happen. But the, big, the biggest thing that I want to talk about with that quote that you'd mentioned is that belief is so important, and mm-hmm. nothing will come of anything without that belief. But. I think there's too many people out there with woo woo shit trying to sell people, of like, oh, oh yeah, we'll yeah. just believe it into existence and all these kind of things. Like, no, that's horse shit. Because you got to mm-hmm. do what you two did. Go out there and put in the fucking hard work mm-hmm. and go out there and earn it. Yeah, you don't believe it and it can be handed to you, which yeah. this
2: is a hand me <laughs> society, hand yes. me down society now. And a lot of people say, I want I want I want I believe it can happen, but they're not gonna go get it. That's they're the gonna, thing. They, they gotta go get it. To her, yeah?
1: Well, with that pelvis injury too, or whatever your back problems when you're wa- when you first start walking and all that, like when you're told you might not walk right again and then the whole first year or two after that where you're walking sideways or whatever else or you're taking weird steps and everybody looks at you but they know your physical ailments. To not even have that now, a couple of years, down, or years down the road, playing sports, <clears throat> excuse me, softball, football, whatever. Probably shouldn't have been doing football. That was a little bit more contact than I probably needed That's
0: for an injury like that. Probably dumb, but <clears throat> I look at it like, I mean, I do, do you, man, live your life. The
1: doctor literally told me, do what you're comfortable doing. It's, because, it's, it's
0: not even just that. It's <clears throat> do the things that you want to do, because if yeah. not, you'll regret it later. Yeah, but and then, if it causes you problems later, then you deal with it
1: later. When you when you know that, that struggle again, or that you see your progression from where you've came from. Like you said, slim down your back in your better shape or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now years later, but it's like, I never thought 15
2: years later, yeah, I'm never I feel like thought I'd get better would like be each wine <laughs> 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 it's, good. it's like the older I get, the
1: stronger and better I'm getting. That's funny. I heard a thing recently that said one of the countries over in Europe area, I don't remember which one it was the women said that they age like milk and the men age like wine i don't right. know if it was italy or something around that area <laughs> i mean, that I, <laughs> I don't know sense. who who said it but the quote on whatever podcast or whatever and that was the lady's quote and i'm
0: like really <laughs> usually it's the other way around <laughs> yeah, because, I would, well, I especially not, here in america yeah the, i think i think that's what the she said Itali-
1: she said italian men age like fine wine italian women age like milk <laughs> Uh, was. I was gonna say, well I've seen a lot of <laughs> girls
2: that were the ugly ducklings in school, but now they're the smoking bombshells now that they're in their twenties and thirties. Yeah. You're like, God, I feel like an idiot for never approaching her when she's in school. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. But that I still feel like I'm I'm like reversing my deterioration, it feels like, because I'm I don't let my body like I four hours a day is a lot to work out. That's uh, a lot. And I literally Come the end of the day, I don't even want to move. I don't want to do nothing, but I force myself to. I'm like, I can get energy if I just get up and go. Yeah. If I all I, all it does is takes to get up, stand up. That's the first step, and then once you stand up and start walking. You've already got the momentum just to keep on carrying out
0: going. And like I always tell people, even if they're not feeling well or they don't feel like going to the gym or doing whatever, I always tell them, just fucking go and do 10 minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just go and warm up. Just go do something. And then you get carried away well, and just keep it going. Not always, but I'll, I'll bet you more times than not when I felt like shit and didn't want to go to the gym. And to me, it's never a negotiation. Today's gym day. I'm going to the gym. Mm-hmm. If I'm injured and I can't do anything, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to be there. No, if I'm sick, I'll stay home. I'm not an asshole. But essentially, like, <laughs> if it's gym day, like I'm going to fucking be there. There's so many days that like I don't want to go and I'm tired and I'm hurting or whatever. But you just get moving and get going. Keep and b- moving, by yep. the end of it, you're like, fuck, I feel great. Like, I got a good day. <laughs> it's not even like oh, I just did a little bit. And like, OK, it's better than nothing. Like, no, like you actually have like a really good day. It's, it's mm-hmm. more times than not. But even if you only do 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. So what? It's better than nothing. Yep. Yeah, if you're if you're really,
1: like, sitting on the couch or whatever and you're just kind of – that's your routine as you wake up. You get your coffee. You do whatever. You sit on the couch. You look for jobs, whatever, and, like, that's that routine. That's a slump. Telling yourself to go to the gym three or four times a week, like what I was saying when we were losing weight and stuff like that, that's work. That started us with the basics, getting back into the routine and things like that, which I feel basics. like, again – If you're working in my wife's situation, and then going to the gym and all that stuff afterwards, that's that basic routine where it's just simple of we're back into the norm, instead of the norm being you're sitting on the couch, scrolling through your phone or the computer or whatever, looking for whatever you're searching for. You know, it's like that. You said complacency kills so many times last time because that's just Marines taught you that or whatever else. If you didn't have that beforehand, that that is so true. I mean, sitting around just again, it's like that. What was it your muscles get atrophy? Uh, atrophy, yeah, Thank atrophy. You. Yeah, when you don't, that's so why terrib- I was your so body, bad. your mindset. Can when get you're atrophy. when you're in
2: the bed that long, laid up from the injuries, yeah. not only do them injuries bother you, but you're deteriorating your muscles and atrophying your muscles because you're not using them. That's why walking first out of the hospital was so bad. And that picture of me, my before and after picture. Mm-hmm. I was in a coma for two and a half weeks. Yep, so been then, there, done that. Yeah, you know, chemically so, induced. Yeah, that medically induced. Yep, yeah, yep. and then after that, I was. A quadriplegic, and then a paraplegic, and then I slowly started getting my nerve regeneration back, but I was in bed probably for a good month or two before they got me up, decided to try to get me to start walking again, and Mm -hmm. put me on that platform walker. I couldn't even hold myself up because my upper body was... Atrophied as well because I wasn't using any muscle in my body for a couple months,
0: yep.
2: and that was just, it. Was just it was a freaking nightmare.
0: Well, yeah. I, honestly, you, I hate to say it, but you see the same thing with a lot of retirees. Mm-hmm. They just they, lay around. And it's nothing. not even just that. It's like they've had something to do, a purpose, a schedule, routine, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. They've had something to kind of keep them moving, mm-hmm. and then they retire. They sit on their ass. Do nothing. They watch TV. They do nothing. And most of them are dead in a few years because yep. they literally just waste away. That's exactly what I tell everybody. And, like Everyone's like, I, want, I wish I could retire. I wish I could
2: have all the freedom you do. I'm like, yeah, it is cool because I can go to the gym whenever and do this and that, but you lose your mind on top of it. Yeah, but that's another thing like I tell people. Do not sit around. You weaken your immune system. You weaken your body. You weaken your muscles and everything. And then you get to the point where you're so slumped over, there is no recovery because you're too weak to recover
0: and your brain is not there yeah. to
2: Push yourself
0: to some people better. talk about, like, especially and motivation will say, like, they're, they're talking about, like, oh, there's a never a too two late, and yeah, you can do this and that, like, horse shit. There's two, there's a two fucking late, and it goes
2: back to what you're saying. Yeah, you can say it, but you don't show it or you don't do it, you just talk about it, yeah, about it, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's why I didn't expect you to open up with like, being the guy that posts the motivational stuff or the mindset things to open up with. Yeah, well, sitting around right now kind of sucks and not being able to do things because of Corona and all that. or But whatever. it's just being and, like, honest because uh, that's <laughs> what it is. Like, yeah. I mean,
0: it's like I've, I've been shuts si- you down. I've been sitting around the house way too much, and like the, the, the biggest thing that I've been able to do right now is get to the gym. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing I can do is like go see go see my, my buddies and go hang out at the <laughs> gym and, and roll and get better and and do things that are difficult that suck that are hard. That are going to make me a better person all around, mm-hmm. and not obviously not just in jiu-jitsu, just in life in general. And,
1: and you guys both have the gym mentality community or whatever the people that you're with. I don't have that, I have like the work people or whatever else, but or it doesn't matter because it's, it's all in the same thing, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. but it's your little community, like you yeah, were saying with your fair weather friends, though. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I hate what's going on right now with the fact of how we're not as social as we used to be, or even. Like I said once before, going to the bar—maybe if it's worth work, friends, or random persons you meet, or whatever—you're making friends or talking to people, or whatever—is because we are social creatures. Like, especially me when yeah. I go
2: out drinking, <laughs> I make best friends with everybody. But, in but the I've, said, I've <laughs> said this before; it's like it is a form of therapy.
1: Like the stuff mm-hmm. that you and I have been through. Again, we know what the mental mindset and things like that, or anybody—where you go divorce, life stuff, family, whatever, work—you know where your mind's at but if you're talking to total strangers or doing this like this is the form of therapy like i've said absolutely before, and to not have that and see what's going on like what you were saying earlier about being kind of in that mindset of it sucks where mm-hmm. you're not talking to as many people and all these things it's like we really need to advocate people to talk to each other and stuff like that again reasons why i made the hat they say make conversation great again or whatever it's like doing things like this you don't know what's therapy and like you said before you helping other people, even if it's
2: something that you said or did or told your story, write your book, mm-hmm. write another book, all that stuff. And that's like, that's one of the nothing too what you're saying right now. Everybody has a book inside of them, just like you said, conversation. Yeah. So write your book down. I'm sorry. Write your life down on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Just start from what you can remember from being born until current day. It's the most therapeutic, therapeutical thing you can right. do of your life is writing it on a piece of paper and you're rethinking and all this stuff. Yeah. But like I was saying, like you were saying, conversation can help so many people make conversation great again. I like that. Because then you don't realize what your story or your conversation could do for somebody that could be going through a struggle, but they're staying hidden about it or quiet about it. But we have a talk about, say, you with your nerve damage and your pelvis. You did something that I have problems with that I don't want to say. But now that I talk to you about it, You just helped me out in a tremendous amount, which conversation is the best. So that's why I said everybody's got a book in their, a story in them. It's all about getting on a piece of paper and you don't realize how many people you could impact no matter what story you have to that. That could help a lot of people out. Yeah. But I think a lot
0: of people's stories are going to be very underwhelming compared to like what's actually out there and what a lot of people have actually been through. because like when I look back at my life. Like, I've had a cushy life. I mean, like, I, life has been easy for me, man. You know, like, life is pretty good.
2: But, yeah. Like, especially compared to the stuff that
0: you've been through.
2: Well, yeah. But, <laughs> see, you don't it, – it's not only just that, though. You've obviously went through troubles and complications, and there's, like, little stuff that might have impacted someone on a different level, but your life is probably way rougher than my life. It, that It's different how people look at it.
1: You've also – you've been divorced. Yeah.
2: Okay. And you have a daughter that you don't get to see all the time. That's, how many, that's something
1: that we've never been through. Yeah. That you how many tell people about, do and the same like, thing?
2: how many dads are out there? Yeah. Like crying, almost pretty much crying every day because they want to see their daughter or they see their kid, but mom won't let them or they're, the law won't let them or something. So now they need someone to turn to to see what they did that helped themselves out. So that might. Help that guy in general if he read your story type of thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a possibility. Yes,
2: that's that's no matter what, everyone goes through struggles and recoveries that might help a million other people on the on the side. And of course, yeah, I've went through a shit ton of stuff. that <laughs> I, have, I can share all day, every day, and help a million people. But yeah, that's that's why I try to get everybody. Like everybody could be a motivation motivational person in any direction in
0: their life, no matter what. Because... Even if you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Honestly. I'm not I'm not trying to be like a motivational guy. Or anything like that. I'm a very optimistic person, mm-hmm. and I, I, try, I try not. I mean, I I think I went through a phase where I was very doom and gloom. I think we all kind of go through that phase. And I realized, you know what? Fuck it. It's I'm over this. Like life is great. Life's amazing. No, no matter what it is. Like life is still. Again, what you make of it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like it's one of the big reasons why I wanted to do the podcast is like again to be able to just speak frankly about things that are going on in my head. You know, And in, uh, like Andrew and I were talking about last week when we sat down to record the podcast about like things are going on in social media and the news and all that kind of stuff. And it's like I don't pay attention to a lot of that kind of stuff. So like he was kind of bringing more of that up. But I look at it like my viewpoint is pretty common for the people that I talk to. Mm-hmm. And I try not to just be in a <laughs> echo chamber. I try to talk to people from all kinds of different – like religious backgrounds and political backgrounds of and all that all kind aspects. of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Life, yeah. I, I try not to just talk to people who only think like me. Right. But mm. most people that I talk to still agree with me, at least in certain aspects Because of we it. have commonality. Yeah, Regardless they may not agree with our, it 100%, yeah. which, nor, which they shouldn't because right. obviously humans are very complex. But it's like I look at that like if, even if I can just put out my ideas – <laughs> because they're not what you're going to hear on social media. They're not going to what you hear on the news. Like they're they're not going to be anything mainstream. Uh-huh. Like if I'm honestly, if this show ever like like catches on and like, goes big, it's like I'm going to get so much shit just for I don't know speaking the truth because most people are afraid of it. Yeah, and it's like I always tell people like the truth is just the truth. It's not negative or positive. It's it's just the truth. Right, uh-huh. and that's it's, why telling
1: your story. Which can be the truth that you've gone through mm-hmm. can help again, like we yeah. said before.
0: And I and I and I hope that yeah. it, and it will help certain people who, who listen. Whether it's just one person or maybe it's two people, I don't know. Who cares? Right. right. I'm doing it more because I love it. It's fun, mm-hmm. right. but hopefully it will help people. Oh but yeah, I mean, you know, that's not my intent. Just, I'm not trying no to be idea. like a motivational speaker. No. What this
2: podcast could do for a lot of people, like we sit here and make jokes or say something stupid while well, someone could be having a bad day. And then we make them giggle or we make them smile. And then that just made their day way better yeah. by listening to something like this.
0: Oh, there's a great example of that. Like I was listening to a Jocko podcast with the Outlaw Platoon, mm-hmm. an older podcast that he had done that I love because this uh, infantry platoon uh, leader, I think he was a lieutenant in the army, and they were just, his platoon was off in the shit in Afghanistan and they weren't getting a lot of support. And they were like living out like in a, um, what do they call that?
2: Like Ford, no no no, oh. no, it's like
0: a fob' a fo- it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's not like the main base it's like, operating yeah, base. yeah it's Ford just like some base, little yeah. shithole, like they got no hardly any running water, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, like they're out there in the shit they're getting shot at every day, like things are bad, but he came in with this attitude he's like, I'm gonna bring in this we're gonna call ourselves the outlaw platoon, we're not you know like Alpha Platoon or Bravo Platoon or whatever it is, mm-hmm. like whatever their designation is from their superiors. Like, no, we're fucking Outlaw Platoon. They paint a little green skulls on their cars and mm-hmm. they do all this kind of <clears throat> shit. And like, cause they were in country for over a year, getting firefights almost every day. Like all this kind of stuff is crazy. But I love the, the, the attitude that he had had, but I was listening to this, like going somewhere and it was heavy talking about the crazy shit that they saw and like what the freaking Afghan, assholes were doing over there like the local population and all this kind of shit stuff they were fighting like pure fucking evil i was like Oh, this is heavy. I can't handle this right now. So I had to turn on a podcast. This t- like doing dick jokes and stuff. Like I need to laugh. I need to chill out for a second. Because right. this is like really bringing me down. I'm not in a <clears throat> healthy enough mental place to listen to that right now. <laughs> My, okay. So, so I this, totally get where you're coming from. Well, this is just that just I don't know why that
2: just sparked the idea. Because that's conversation got, right there. That's what happens. Yeah, <laughs> we got. Yeah, we got to do a bad dad joke competition. <laughs> so it's like. I don't know. I can watch these for hours on YouTube with the bad. But it makes you laugh? Yeah, they sit there and stare at each other and they say. Oh, see who laughs first? Yeah, you're not allowed to laugh. You get Mm. points for laughing and stuff. Or if if you laugh, the other person gets points. I'm bad at that. Oh, my God. I'm going to laugh my ass off. I I got a TikTok going there for a while last year at the beginning of COVID and I started doing bad dad jokes and and I was like, Okay, well I got a little bit bored of TikTok already, so I just quit doing right. the bad dad jokes and kinda of let TikTok go. But that's the funniest stuff in the world. It's not really the I mean the jokes and make you be like that was funny. But well, then it's the way that people laugh when they break their bearing and start <laughs> laughing. That's what makes me die laughing. Yeah. What i mean the- I, th-
0: I think that's what's funny though is like the authenticity there because like <laughs> you can tell when somebody's being fake and they're doing stupid shit yeah. and, like nobody cares but when somebody's just being authentic and they're laughing their ass off and they can't breathe mm-hmm. or their buddy scared the shit out of her or whatever like yeah. that's funny that's like, why we like all comedy love so stuff. much
1: especially with comedians talking about dark humor and stuff like that because they've been through some struggles or whatnot that i use humor so much to laugh and be optimistic on things because i'm I have that shirt that says "You may find it offensive. I find it funny. That's why I'm happier than you." It's not just political stuff.
0: It's literally how that's I live my life. life. Yeah, that is how I live my life. Yeah. If you can learn to laugh off some of the dark things that happen, and make joke, yeah. make jokes in the worst time. Like yeah. that's what humans need. Yep. I mean, we're, like we all need that kind of stuff. it's, it's one of the reasons why I think like stand up comedy is so important because right. like they do such a service. For the society to just, to first of all, be able to joke about things that you're technically not allowed to talk about. Because right. again, like a lot of the conversations we have on here, mm-hmm. like, would be, you know, shut down anywhere else because like, oh, you're not allowed to talk about that. Right. Because first of all, this. you're a, you're a white male, uh, male who's yep. middle-aged, like, you, you can't talk about this subject. Like, I have my own opinions. I can talk about whatever the hell I want to. Right. Like, and just because you're offended by it doesn't mean that I can't talk about I, it. I look at my own life in this because with us playing backyard football
1: and all this stuff after high school and all that, whatever, when I got in a car accident in 07, I could not do that for a whole year or so. I would go out and watch everybody still all the time. We never would kick field goals and things like that playing football, just backyard tackle football. But my friends would look over at me sitting on the bench watching the game or sitting over on the grass or whatever and yell, we need the special teams because at one point after my accident with the brain damage and the TBI and all that, I would drool. Like literally while talking, I would just drool. <laughs> I didn't I didn't look at it as that funny as the people that could obviously see it, but I knew I was doing it, or people would say, Hey, you just like it would just come down my lip and they would tell me and I'd wipe it off or whatever. So they would look over and say, Hey, we need the special teams to come in. It was such a joke that got so many people laughing. I didn't take that as you're making fun of me no because it's, as... it's
0: not they're, they're trying to be lighthearted. Yeah. they're trying to include you yep but they're also making fun of you and yeah it's, and it, you need to be able to laugh at but yourself but it made 20 people laugh because I was laughing at myself yeah but because, I would say hold on special teams because yeah, I would start yelling at myself because you can actually laugh at it that's what's important <laughs> yeah whereas most people today they're so stuck up with everything yep. and they're offended by everything it's like get over yourselves you're not that important but,
1: but that community like Brian was talking about earlier with the Fairweather friends or whatnot, where you call people, or they're not texting you, or asking you to do stuff, or whatever. Like that sucks. Cause again, there's a song. Like you find out who your friends are, or mm-hmm. whatever. Like you actually will know
2: fair weather friends and the ones <coughs> that are still there. Like I had a couple friends that I kind of being not an ass about uh, asshole about, but I took for granted some friendships. I have a couple we, all, guys. we all do happens that. With a lot yeah, of and like, we, we they all do know, that. They, <laughs> were, they will never leave. They'll always text. They're Always trying to make plans, and I'm just like, oh, we're just. Not on the same level with my activity to your activity, what you like to do. So I'm, I kind of just like push it aside. But to all the fair-weather friends that only around me when things are looking good or things I got attention, that's the only time they'll be seen or they need something. Spotlight or yes, something. Yes, but yeah. then my, my, them two buddies were always there. They're <laughs> always Every time I'd, I'd need something, like, hey, man, can I get a ride somewhere? Or could you go get this for me real quick? Or
0: you want to give me a ride to the bar or give me a ride home? They would always be there. Just like no. I, I, I say this all the time, and there's what people talk about as being their friends. It's like mm-hmm. those aren't really your friends; those are really your acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Like the only real friends you have are the kind of friends that you could say, "Hey, I'm two hours away from home. It's three o'clock in the morning. You got to go to work the next day. Will you come get me?" And they're like, "Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, and i will do it." Like they're, they're they're on their way. Like those are your friends. Yeah. And like that's everybody else, like they're just acquaintances, and there's nothing wrong with that. We all need acquaintances in our lives. And that's mm-hmm. fine, but just know the difference between a, a true friend mm-hmm. and an acquaintance. And that's what
2: another thing back in the day when I was going through the depression of being thrown to the side by everybody because of all my glory and all that stuff, <clears throat> it was there's a difference. I know a lot of people. I don't have any friends, and that's how everybody's acquaintance to me except that one two friends that I have that well I mean the one the other friend I wouldn't say he would do that stuff for me because he's that type where you can't he won't do anything favors unless you give money type of thing so he wouldn't go out of his way that much for me but the one friend would literally probably commit suicide if he needed to for me so that's I will say he is my. That's best maybe good friend. being a little too committed. No, I feel. I feel, no, I feel like if it came down to it, where I was being robbed at gunpoint, he would jump in front of the bullet for me. Well, that's that's different. Taking that's, a bullet for. you a, is a different, different than committed. way yeah, different so, than committing yeah, suicide. Well, you, all yeah. my choice of vocabulary is no, no. Okay, we know what you mean then. Yeah, yeah, There's there's a sacrifice. There's a handful
0: of people that I would definitely take a bullet for. Yeah. It's it's a very small list. Well, I have a friend that just recently went through
1: divorce, and they have multiple children and whatnot. He's got all this stuff going on in life, but like he's been posting left and right on Facebook, just memes or whatever else. But then the other day, he put something up like, "Are all my dark humor memes or whatever making you laugh? And if my laugh or me making you laugh changed something in your day or whatever, I'm glad that this worked." That is the best, and yes. that is exactly yeah, it's like that. May I love that because that's the kind of stuff that if I can change one person's day by some stupid thing like that or whatever it is and you don't know what you're going to do for holding the door for somebody and saying hi good morning whatever could just change somebody that fast just because someone was nice to me today when other people were being see athletes. i don't
0: know just being what you always talk about <clears throat> just being good people
1: be a good wow <laughs> came around to that yeah i mean <laughs> be a good person it's crazy and it's it's so fascinating to see again that's a basic thing it's basics it's the simple little stupid things that we all need to get back to and the thing about politics, too, is I hate that people equate that to a conservative value when it's just a human value. Yeah, that, that's exactly the has nothing to do with conservative or liberal. It's just – Yes. And, and it, it drives me up a wall to see that people now are equating that to a, a white thing. Where there's schools talking about be less, be less
0: white because that's, that's a white that's thing. That's just a job ridiculous, and, and it's it's people. I don't want to get on that rant. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's just, people pushing on <clears> things that they don't understand. Yeah, with it, bullshit that makes no fucking sense me up whatsoever. A wall. Because as soon as you start hitting them with any kind of logic or facts, yep. they have nothing to back it up with. So then they just get mad and yell at you. Yeah, it's just fucking simple ridiculous. life things, and that's why I hate yeah, grow the fuck up. Yeah, it's the life stuff, but. <laughs> so, where do, you, where do you see things going uh, for you <laughs> later on this year? This year, I want to keep up with the mixed
2: martial arts because now Ohio is opening back up. They open up all all businesses and everything for full capacity. Just, no curfew. You know? Oh, yeah, really? No curfew. Yeah, it's so full capacity now. Full yeah. capacity, and as long as you keep social distancing and masks for now, it's okay. So he said there was a certain number if we were under or whatever, <laughs> everything is gonna go back to hundred
1: percent. Yeah, so. like seventy five a day yeah, or yep, something like that.
2: Yep. And then so now the mixed martial arts and fights and stuff are really opening up. We had a cut we have a big gym a little bit north of us up in Macedonia. They're going to Alabama and uh where is it? They went to Chattanooga, Tennessee last weekend or two weekends ago and they're like starting to travel and start to do fights now. So now I'm gonna give more time to this mixed martial arts gym. I wanna see where it physically can put my physical recovery because I'm doing stuff now I never thought I'd ever be able to do to begin with. Like getting dressed, standing up, I always had to he- lean on something to get dressed. Or I had to sit down to get dressed. I could never just stand, put pants on or socks on and stuff. Now I'm to the point where I have the balance to get dressed, standing up without balancing on something.
1: That's a major so, accomplishment for what you've been through. Yeah. and, and yeah.
2: I'm, I'm just just <clears throat> gym. These workouts we're doing has got me in the best shape of my life. So I'm going to give it more time this whole year. Of MMA, and of course, I want to keep my options open to step into new windows or new doors. And of yeah, course, yeah, because I'm
0: sure things will start to open back up for being able to get back out there and speaking and yeah, motivation yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, and then once you finish your next book, obviously there'll be tours and stuff for that. So yep. more that's, materials that's, that's all going to be good. Forward, and
2: that's why I said I'm
0: still trying to decide: Do I want to
2: bear the lonely, miserable uh, spotlight life? Or do I – I'm trying to, like, slowly recover and get back to the old Brian that I was because before I was trying to uphold a name and an image, so I wasn't as wild as I used to be. Now I'm getting to the point where it's like, I don't care. I'm just – I just want to go out and have I, fun. I look, and I
0: look at that as quite simply as just be you. <laughs> yeah. That, that's one of the – honestly, when I first started the podcast, I struggled over it for months because I knew how much of myself I would be putting out there for others to listen to, all mm-hmm. of, all of my faults – all of my everything, because I'm a dumbass. I'll be the first one to tell you. I'm not going to come on here. Look at me. I'm so amazing. Like that's ridiculous. Like Aren't yeah. we all know. No, but it's, it's bullshit. People see right through the bullshit. Yeah. I bet you're a so dumber though. Say what? I bet you I'm dumber. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, sir. I've met me. <laughs> I've met me. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, uh, what is it? Uh, was it Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, probably the dumbest person I've ever met. <laughs> it's but it's like I, I knew that it was going to be such uh, a difficult thing to put myself out there. But when I when I decided to pull the trigger and finally go through with it, it was, it was quite simply. It's just I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be authentic. If I fuck something up, I'm going to own it. And it's I'm just gonna move forward. And if people hate me for what they hear me talk about or whatever, that's their choice. Mm -hmm. Like I, I I'm I'm not a hateful person, like I don't hold any of that kind of stuff in my heart. So it's like I'd rather you just get to know me, like I I feel like I'm a pretty decent human being. But if if you wanna have those opinions just on something that I said, that's fine. But I'll be the first one to say, like if I get different material or things coming in my head, I'll be the first one to come back on and say, hey, you know what? I said this before and I was completely wrong and Mm -hmm. here's why and I changed my mind and people call that flip-flopping or doing whatever and it's like, I just call that being honest. So, I I just say like, just do you, man, and don't worry about it and if people like you, they'll like you. If they don't like you, they won't like you. You That's on them. Excuse you for learning while you go through life. (laughs) (laughs) That's not flip-flopping. Yeah, Yeah, I I truly hope that I'm getting better (laughs) and I'm not just... Like stuck in a rut, like most people, where they go to work, they come home, they sit on the couch and watch TV or do whatever, and it's like they're not striving and learning and doing those kind of things. Like I'm always listening to podcasts and right. trying to learn and do things. And yeah, there's times where I will sit around and dick around and look at dick jokes or whatever. Like okay, right. whatever. Like right. it's funny. I, I I think it's hilarious. Like whatever. But speaking
2: of jokes, now that you got my mind on the bad dad jokes, I got I got I gotta say one. I gotta say one. It's uh. How do you make a tissue dance? Put a, a little boog- boogie in. Put in a little everywhere. boogie in. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, man, i will sit here yeah. for hours. Yeah, you watch go and on. Yep. Hey, what's the best best thing about dating a homeless person? Oh, you can drop them off anywhere. <laughs>
1: ah, there you go. See, well, it makes you smile. It makes you laugh. Yeah. Changes your mood. Again, Literally, the optimistic stuff, the yeah. mindset. And if all somebody's
0: that. got a stick stuck up their ass so much they can't laugh at that, yeah, lighten up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, pull, pull the stick out of your ass and.
1: Well, calm again. Down. When you were talking about the optimism before, being in such a crappy situation like what we've been through mm-hmm. or whatever, like you look at the light side and the optimistic side of life for having – I could be not breathing right now and so people say that, that age-old – uh, another day alive and breathing or whatever. That is no shit, no joke. Yeah, not it's, to mention you is... got a
0: roof over your head. Uh-huh. You got people that love you. I'm married to you know, somebody like, that stuck got, up with me for 12 years. You got like, clothes on your back. You yeah. can pay your bills. Like Life is fucking great. Yeah, Like well, it could be so much worse.
2: That is. There's two ways you can go with that. Um, For one, a lot of things in life will make you take that for granted. And then so life will put you in a negative mindset mm-hmm. where you won't see all that clear picture stuff you're talking about. Right. So then you're distressed and that's all you're worried about is getting through the stress and you don't have this, you don't have that. But it's also, what you're saying to me, it's a coping strategy. If normally we would be miserable, it's the demons of disability, demons of war, demons of everything. yeah. Yeah. So then the demons are attacking, so I use humor and laughter and appreciating this appreciating that looking at this that's a coping strategy right. to fight back with what you have appreciating things that you have like me i am the most appreciative person in the world When i get a friendship or i get compliment like a, i got the worst road rage in the world but i am the most what would you, what word am i gonna look for um the most giving person on the road so if i see someone like trying to squeeze in real quick, I'll stop all traffic to let them go. Yeah. But I'm the biggest asshole. If it on the happens
1: road. to you or whatever else or you no, you'll, you'll just freak out.
2: Well see, I'm I'm that I go I drive way ahead of time. So if I know I got an exit coming up, I'm getting over now. So right. nobody stresses me out trying to pass my exit. But then when I see <clears> someone stressing, <throat> I will go out of my way to make sure I make their day by right. letting them get over and make their exit or make the turn or something like i it's weird it's a coping strategy right because then i feel great whenever they wave at me you can see like the relief when they wave
0: for but it's simple going like through that's how we should be driving mm-hmm. like it's it's really easy it's like people nobody talks about this like the idea is to like be able to give space and emerge in because like I remember like driving up to work, and it's like, always like just jam packed. People bumper to bumper. You can't do it on purpose. You couldn't get a mm-hmm. car in between you. Like you're supposed to have like two cars lengths difference. It's like a and car lanes for ten miles. You, and the the reason you do that is so that people can come off of all ramps, merge right in. Everybody kind of slows down, spaces out, mm-hmm. and there's and everybody keeps flowing. And they do it, it on purpose. Like, when you assholes tailgate and get in there, yeah, then then you got to jam on the brakes and this kind of you actually causing more. You're actually causing yourself to be late, yeah, because you're tailgating. That and they do it on purpose. Like they don't want
2: to go half a second back so they won't let somebody in. They see someone's trying to get over, so they'll close up on them so they can't get in front of them and i that i hate that with the passion you can, you
1: can equate the way people drive to that that shopping cart rule or whatever god i love like, that rule yeah where it's like if you don't take the shopping cart back you see out in the middle of the parking lot or whatever you're that a-hole or if you put it away no oh. no you you can
0: literally judge like how society is if by, they think about others yeah or like yeah and they did a study about it like yeah. just if you put the carts away Some people just leave the shopping cart right in the middle of a goddamn parking spot. You can literally literally go to different towns and communities or what have you, and you can tell what kind of population it is just by if the cart's Like those are are the kind
1: of people I want in my circle the shopping cart putter awayers or whatever. (laughs) whatever. That's
2: that's what I do. Whatever I see on my way in, it's like the initiative thing i just grab a cart and I'll carry it in. How, I mean, how dare but, you
1: be a bloody do-gooder, you, you <laughs> son of a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not more about doing good. It's more just right. like if I could... Your mind thinks about it. Someone else's might not, too. Yeah, if, so. I, if I could inspire someone or be a leader or be uh, an example for someone to... If it's on your way, you don't have to go out of your way to do pointless stuff. If it's right. on your way, why not just grab it? And then if everybody could do that... Should be a cleaner country, and people are just too stuck up and too fucking cocky and lazy, lazy, yeah, lazy, They're lazy, and-
1: inconsiderate ass. Mm-hmm. And, and growing up in a family of stress and depression that runs in our family, like seeing my mom take nerve pills and stuff because of stress and all that, I refuse to let that stuff affect me as much as I can. So the fact that it might be inevitable through genes or whatever else, or you uh-huh. know, but like. I refuse, and I tell my wife this all the time, or my brother, or whatever. Like, my brother's dealing with PTSD stuff, too, or whatever. Like The things you've seen in life aren't what I've seen. We've been through trauma, but I don't want it to affect me like I know it can. I've been stressed and depressed with the stupid things I've done in my own life that I've put on myself, and that caused me so much anguish and pain. mm uh-huh. I don't want to be in those spots again because I know how dumb I've been to myself. <laughs> I don't want to let it affect me. So the fact that I will try to laugh at everything or make everything in an optimistic mindset where it makes me smile, I'm gonna look and find it as much as I can because I don't want to be stressed. I hate stressful living. It's it's your
0: choice. Yeah. So I understand. Oh you yes, you, you, you kind of like your
2: it. comment on my one post. I was like, I want to fuck. Dot dot dot. Ing feel appreciated for my memes (laughs) and then (laughs) he left the good best comment which i carried on after i (laughs) took that idea then he goes well then let's fuck dot 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 and see better memes (laughs) yeah uh, yeah, that's
1: yeah fucking make better memes yeah whatever (laughs) like that's it's like it's the meme culture we live in now. Is something simple like that can make somebody smile oh, where there it's is. just like, it, it
2: makes your day better. I had a million people share that, and then I did that to everybody's <laughs> so share. There I you know, go. To, yeah. See, was, well, then let's fuck. It's so- things, See, better memes. Yeah. It's just make up,
1: make up a meme, and you can fix someone's uh, day. Oh, we're all just six-year-olds yeah. stuck in these old- Hell, yeah, vampires. we are. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're in our meat wagons just doing whatever we can to live life, you know? Uh, so What's this year looking like for you, Jake? Losing weight, like I talked about before. I'm already St- down. still from, going strong? Yeah, 266 down to 235. Nice. Today's Sunday, so we did weigh in this morning. What so you know? I'm happy about it. She made. So with her being off work for a year, she's changed certain things or whatnot, but she's actually been pretty good at motivating me too. You've only gone to the gym three times this week. You didn't do the fourth, and it's like shit. Life called me out on it. She's true. I mean, she's right. So, like, after we get done today or whatever, I got to go to the gym today, and like, I got to make sure we hit the goal that we marked down on the little calendars we're making, and it's actually. The little basics like that, the small stuff is keeping uh, you in line with it's working. It's doing its job. So, I mean, when I get on the scales or my clothes put on, it's like this shit fits again or I'm down to this. Yeah, and it's,
0: like, it's nice when you're like, hey, my pants are loose. This yeah, is awesome.
1: After I, after I got out of the hospital from the car accident in 07, like I was eating hospital food for months and doing rehab and whatever. I was like a buck 60. I've never been a buck 60 my entire life. You know, like the most I've weighed was two sixty, two seventy. I have never weighed a buck sixty wearing medium t-shirts. Not saying I want to get back there, but everything fit. Things were good. My feet didn't hurt. I was less weight on my body. Like I woke up, the sleep thing was good. Like yeah,
0: just being a healthier weight in general is kind of who knew being healthier things. makes
1: you feel so much better, less stress, whatever. Keep things out of your life. <sighs> like Jake, Jake, Jake. I am
0: am Jack's complete lack of surprise about this one, (laughs) but but
1: that, but that, that all started the beginning of last or the end of last year when we went on our hiking out west trip, and then into this year. And so far, knock on wood, this this year has been that much better just because of that. Now, if all this governmental corona, reg- eh, all that I, I th- opens up, I think more and more people like,
0: are just going to say we're done, we're yeah. over it, and we're going to live our lives. We don't give a shit. We you think you can tell us what to do and what not to do, right? Because if if all of us stand up, like there's nothing they can do about it. It's all it's all just unveiled threats that they can't fall back on unless they're using the, the cops as their own Gestapo. which right. they're going to get real sick of that. Oh, man. Oh, he had a coaster standing (laughs) up. He had a coaster bouncing. (laughs) Apparently we're boring Brian. So we'll we'll wrap this bitch up. All right. Uh, It's been a pleasure having you back on, sir. When you finish your book, we'll definitely have it back on. We can talk about Mm -hmm. that one again. And uh, obviously the best of luck with uh, the martial arts stuff and how that's going, obviously, your rehab as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any closing thoughts? Um... And there's a couple of jokes I wanted to say. Uh-oh. That, oh, in more the dad of, jokes? No, not dad <laughs> jokes. I have, I have
2: like, I, I, do a couple of jokes to open up my speeches. So the, it is like the one is, I well, I had my buddy come to my last motivational speaking, and he brought his little baby kitten. You should seen him; it's like such a little cute little tiny cat. Well, after I was done speaking, that cat walked away, lying, and, <laughs> and that so usually catches go. attention. And then if I go to like schools, talk to kids, I'm always like. So I have this pet lion, this pet cheetah at home, and I decided to make them race. Well, the cheetah won, so the lion goes, man, you a cheetah. And the cheetah goes, now you lying. <laughs> 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 That's clever. Yeah, and Like I said, the the, the whole, humor, the humor yeah. gets yep. everybody's attention right then and there. Once you come in and you make them laugh, the attention is so hard on you the whole time. It's like they actually are interesting now. But if I walk in, I'm just like, blah, like, oh, hi, I'm Brian Carpenter. I was a Marine. I got blown
0: up. Just gonna, they don't care. Yeah, they're just going to kind of you, like. You've got to get them engaged get on their count. phone. Yes. That's where you humor always... comes in. Yep. Yep. Jake, any closing thoughts, sir? I always say be good people, so
1: I will say be good people. But I wanted to say this because some friend sent me this. It says, I love your passion and willingness to engage people with the important topics of our current culture and the craziness that has taken over Keep It Up and saying that. So that somebody, um,
0: somebody sent you a message yes. saying, hey, we love what you're doing. Yes. Let's keep doing it. And, I love that. And, That's awesome.
1: You doing this and starting this just has helped me with this so much more and writing in the paper since 2011 or whatnot and hearing compliments from people out in the public saying things like that is what, again, to Brian's point, the motivation, all that, that keeps me motivated to keep doing that because total strangers tell me I read something you wrote in the paper and that changed the way I was thinking about this or that. It's crazy. Never met them before. They live in the community I do or whatever else. And they're like, oh, you're the guy that writes in the paper. You're like... I love the fact that this kind of stuff's going on, and I really appreciate what both of you have done with your stuff in the podcast, and like, I can't stress that enough how much that's a therapy thing for me.
2: Well, like I said, everything you do can affect a lot of people.
1: And you've said it, I say this, Ben disagrees with it a lot, but I think everything happens for a reason, and the fact that I'm going to keep saying that and keep leaving that the rest of my life, I love and keep this going.
2: Well, I wish that me... <clears throat> Getting rich would happen for a reason. <laughs> I don't see that happening. That's, that takes a lot of hard work. Yeah, the sometimes focus you hard work, right? Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to put a challenge out there to people. And if you see a cart that's not in the stalls in a parking lot at a grocery store or what have you. Yeah, put it away. Put that thing away. I like that uh, Don't Don't do it because you're going to get accolades for it. Don't do it to tell somebody you did it. Do it because it's the right fucking thing to do. Or, or go with the cliché thing and buy somebody behind you a coffee or whatever else at
1: the drive-in or whatever. It's simple things like uh, that. I, I, think, I think simple Make gestures. Make sure she's cute, though. Well, I, I, think, <laughs> I,
0: I think simple gestures like holding the door or something like that. Yeah, I think right. it's a little bit better That's off, good. especially right now with people hurting for money. I got gotcha. you. Not working and stuff. I mean, if you've got the extra money. Yeah, that can go a long way. Buying somebody's coffee in line—that's that's great. Trying to make someone yeah. smile. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Don't do it because you want the accolades. Do it because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Do right well, thing. gentlemen, thank you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps up another great episode. It was definitely good to have Brian back on the show. And I don't know if it's just me, but I think Jake is getting a lot better at the podcast. I uh, actually mentioned or meant to mention that to him after the show, but he had to get out of here and run off and go to the gym and try to be responsible and hang out with his wife or do something. I don't know. Instead of just bullshitting with me. So, nonetheless, Jake, you're doing great. Proud of you, bud. And Brian, oh, it's great to have you back on the show. What a crazy story that that guy has. Uh, He makes me feel very unaccomplished and insignificant when we get together with all the craziness that's kind of been in his life. and, And, uh just how he's responded to things and pushed through the adversity that he's been put through and done the things that he's done it's it's amazing it's it's awesome and i'm just i'm so so proud to have have met that man and and brian thank you so much for your service Greatly appreciate all that. If you guys are still listening, thank you so much for all your support. It really does mean the world to me. And the biggest thing we can do right now to support the show is leave it some five-star reviews. So wherever you're listening to this, please go out and leave some five-star reviews because that really helps new people find the show with all of the different sites' algorithms and all that kind of good stuff. Well, that's all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.